Hi, this is Taylor. And Cameron. And you're listening to the Black Maiden Debt Free Podcast. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's good, everybody? This is Marcus from Black Mary Death Free, and you are checking out our quick cast. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I would like to welcome you to another episode of the quick cast powered by Black Mary and Death Free. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, first time visitors, and also welcome to our friends and family. You know, uh, shameless plug, guys, if you're not aware. And if you really like the type of music that you hear on the main podcast episodes, um, I have curated for you and for your wealth building journey or for your listening uh, leisures, I have curated for you a new volume of my Chai Tea Lo-Fi volume instrumental series uh, we are now at volume six it is available on all platforms apple music spotify uh, just type in chai t vibes or type in my full name marcus murray and you have access to stream all of those y'all run those up they're great for just you know background music or you know just cleaning your house road trips uh, gatherings, family gatherings, picnics, all that good stuff, y'all. Uh, really dope. So do me a huge favor and go check that out. The link will be in the description of this podcast, but it is available on all DSPs or platforms. Let's get into it, guys. We have to get into it now. I'm going to try to do this. I'm trying to be fair. I'm going to try to be, uh, what's the word, non-biased and all that good stuff. But we're going to talk about some different things that people are saying about InvestFest, right? <sighs> okay, so if you're not familiar, if you're not familiar with InvestFest, it is a now a yearly uh, gathering or festival, fest, right? That is put on by the Earn Your Leisure Camp. And if you're not familiar with Earn Your Leisure, you've probably been under a rock for the past couple of years. But they started as uh, they kind of start off very similar to Black Mary Death Free kind of started when we started just a podcast about financial literacy. They were interviewing people that did different things in the area of finance. And it quickly they quickly ballooned and spawned into a uh, huge empire where now they are interviewing more celebrities and uh doing more 
those style interviews where the celebrities kind of don't necessarily talk about their career like a normal interview that they would have. But they talk about some of their business, more of their business practices. Right. And, uh, you know, they're in mass. People enjoy earn your leisure. Uh, there there are some criticisms for uh, on uh, you know for the platform mainly that early on they were interviewing a lot of people who claimed to be gurus or experts in a field come to find out some of them were have been accused of scamming some of them were just flat out liars uh and the criticism for earn your leisure is like they they haven't taken a hard stance on those individuals that are like widely known as like they were lying you know what i mean <laughs> right and so the criticism is like you guys don't call those people out you may take the episode down or whatever but you've already um put that messaging out to the masses and really essentially turn whoever you interviewed into a star and brought them business, you know, and they were, you know, fraudulent or whatever. So that's some of the criticisms, but overall they, they, what these guys have done is they've made, and I'm doing air quotes, financial literacy. Cool. And when I mean cool, like they have merging pop culture and rap and hip hop with financial literacy. Now, I am a, I lean more towards my friend that I've referenced a number of times on this podcast and he's been a guest on this podcast pocket watching with JT where his philosophy is if you don't have the credentials to give financial advice you don't give financial advice and with earn your leisure it's presented like it's not financial advice but essentially it is because these individuals that they interview are giving they're telling their story but many of them are telling plays like if you want to do get your credit up do this if you want to get x amount of houses or become an investor do this if you want to make money in the stock market this is what i do you you should do this so it's like it gets very murky and I tend to lean on the side of, you know, leave the advice for the for the certified certified folks that give advice. I do think there's a, a lane for people to tell their truth and tell their story. And that's kind of where me and Shire line up. But, you know, that's that's so there's two schools of thought there. Long story short, Earn Your Leisure, like I said, has become this mogul of a platform like they've kind of. They their reach is kind of above the financial literacy uh, space, but that's their base. So they they are still anchored in that. But now they interview. I mean, their, their biggest interviews on their platform are not even financial people. It's Steve Harvey. It's Akon. It's Dame Dash. It's uh, you know folks like that. So shout out to them. I think they're more on the journalism. I think they're more journalists now, but. Despite all that, their base is finance. So they have something called InvestFest. And it's been steadily growing, steadily growing. And this year, 
They brought out 20,000 people to this invest fest. They're people. They have keynote speakers from Robert Smith, the richest black man in America and Diddy. And like I said, Dame Dash and uh, Rich Paul, the agent for LeBron James and, you know, all these who's who. And of course, the people that run in their camp of podcasters and, you know, different things like that. So it was set to be this big thing. It's in Atlanta, uh, the United States version of Wakanda. So it's set to be this great event, two, three day event. Like that's how it's presented. And I'm hearing, I didn't go. I don't, I wouldn't go necessarily to it. One, because of the price point, which you're going to get into, but it's just not my scene. Like that's just not my scene. Like, but I think it's, let, let me say the things I like about it. I love 20,000 black people together, period exclamation point. I also love 20,000 black people together with no fighting period exclamation point. I love black people together for what is for something that is not negative, right? Not, not saying that rap or like a hip hop concert is negative, but you know, contrast a hip hop concert where they may be drinking, smoking, all that kind of stuff to like something that's supposed to be uh, categorized as a financial literacy conference. I think that that's on paper that looks and reads more positive, right? So I think that's cool. I've heard some good things, but I'm going to get into an article from uh, I'm going to get into an article from Empower Atlanta magazine, which is a reputable magazine based out of Atlanta where this invest fest was held, where they talked about some of the bad things that went on or the, the things that the areas that invest fest can improve. Right. So I'm just going to read it kind of through the highlights and then tell you my thoughts on it. And then we're going to move on. And if you went to invest fest, man, let us know in the, in the review section, what you thought about it. What was your experience? Like, I would love to hear it. I would love to hear it. I would love to hear it. So th these are some of the negatives that, that reportedly, or um, what's the word that you're supposed to say now, allegedly went on. So earn your leisure highly anticipated invest fest has come under fire as attendees express their disappointment and frustration with the event. Held as a premier gathering for financial education and investing insights, the festival has left many questioning its value and organization. Despite broadcasting an impressive lineup of renowned celebrities and business figures like Steve Harvey, Diddy, and Robert F. Smith, InvestFest fell short in the delivery of satisfying attendee experience for many people. Numerous attendees reported a lack of clear scheduling and communication as a major issue plaguing the event with sessions running off schedule the limited information available about the topics and speakers uh, participants were left in a state of confusion missing out on key sessions they had hoped to attend so if you've ever been to any kind of conference you know like 
the times for the speakers are important because there may be another breakout session somewhere else that you want to attend. And I'm sure like at this festival, there were multiple things going on. They had a section for vendors and all this. So you're like kind of trying to time everything so you could catch everything. And when people run long or when things don't start on time, it'll just mess up the whole rest of the progress, especially when you're dealing with a pretty much complete celebrity uh, panel, right? This is like if one celebrity shows up late, you're not going to tell them that they can't go on. You're going to you're just going to start when they start. You know what I mean? And then the next celebrity is pushed back and this, and you know, so it could get interesting. So I understand how that, that could be uh, frustrating for an attendee who's really trying to get everything on schedule, who paid their money. And I want to see, I want to get the most I can get out of it, out of the experience. And we're going to get into the money here in one second, y'all. We definitely gonna get into the money. Show me the money. Show me the money. All right. It continues on. It says one attendee, uh, at Sean Henry on Instagram stated, I was so over the two hour wait schedule changes, lack of information. Even those working the event were not on the same page. This disarray not only disrupted the event's flow, but also hindered the networking and learning opportunities that were promised. A big thing, a big selling point is you're meeting with 20,000 other people that are maybe you know on their wealth building journey or uh, small business owners or content creators and you may want to you know network that's the big part that the big selling point about this because a lot of what the i'm gonna be honest with y'all a lot of what these celebrity uh ted talks events they're they're talking about their experience which not doesn't necessarily translate or correlate to where you're at right it's scales they're on they're scaling a talent that you may not have or they're scaling money that you don't have. So a lot of times it's just inspiration. But the real meat on these type of events is the networking. I go to a lot of musician uh, fests kind of events that are very similar to this. And it's about networking, tra you know, trading your business cards and, and building relationships. So it's kind of hard to do that when you're trying to when you're confused about timing of different things. So uh, it also goes on to say attendees have also voiced concerns about the quality of the content presented at InvestFest. Now this is where it gets interesting expected to provide attendees with actionable <laughs> investment <laughs> strategies and insights from industry experts. The festival instead showcased speakers who were late or lacking the depth of knowledge expected from such an event. All right, y'all, you guys need to, I'm a level set. Everybody who went to invest fast or thought about invest fast. Y'all, all this stuff that, that, that is talked about. It's Googleable. Y'all, I'm going to just, I'm going to expose, I'm going to whistleblow on the entire industry right now. Okay. There are no secrets to success. It's all Googleable, accessible with the power of Al Gore's Internet. You can find out all of this information on the Internet. 
to expect a rapper, successful rapper, or successful comedian, or uh, heck, the dude, the brother Robert Smith, who y'all need to research his story on exactly how his billion started. To expect them to be able to give you actionable items when you're a content creator or a small business owner at best or just a person that's trying to get their personal finances in order. Those things do not translate. Those individuals are leveraging millions or billions of dollars to make more money or they're leveraging a talent, a God given talent give to the one percent of people on the earth. So to expect them to give you some magic potion or magic secret password that you can't get anywhere else you're fooling yourself i don't blame them for you the attendee expecting to get investment insights what do you think you're going to get insider trading like what do we think we're going to get all this information is available online on youtube the basics of uh, stock market investing, the basics of real estate investing. That's all you're going to get at best at an event like this. And you can get all that stuff online. So if you're going for that reason, I don't feel sorry for you that you didn't get what you look, what you're looking for. You should have known better. I'm going to just keep it a hundred with you. All right, let's keep going. Uh, many attendees left. Uh, sessions feeling unsatisfied and questioning whether their time and resources were well spent. We're going to get to the money. That's the climax here, guys. Show me the money. Me the money. All right. The disappointment was palpable among attendees with disabilities as they were found as they found themselves excluded from fully participating in InvestFest due to a glaring lack of inclusivity and accessibility measures. The event's failure to accommodate diverse needs highlighted a missed opportunity to create an environment that catered to everyone. Attendees with disabilities expressed the frustration at the barriers they encountered, emphasizing the importance of the equal access to such gatherings. I'm aware of some great businesses in my city that were shut down because they didn't have access for uh, the disabled, right? And they had to like either fix it or shut it down. And some really dope business that served the community at large had to be shut down because they weren't uh, they weren't servicing the disabled correctly. So that's a big thing that they're that they'll probably need to tighten up going forward uh i saw some drone footage of like the venue and so like for those of you who don't know like i've done I'm, I'm a musician i've played big venues i'm fairly aware on like um you know live event spaces uh i, I have a knowledge base on that kind of stuff and what i noticed was one this was this venue was flat so you got 20,000 people, which is the size of uh, your average basketball arena. Seats about 18 to 20,000 people, right? You had 20,000 people on a flat venue. No theater seating. No stadium seating. 
it was flat like a big warehouse and the drone just kept going and going and going i'm like the stage for some people was probably football fields away so they they had a lot of monitors at different points in the seating area but if you're not able to look at the stage because you're two football fields away and you can't look up at a monitor because people are standing and you're in a wheelchair, it's going to suck for you, man. You know what I mean? And so I definitely think that that's something that they're going to need to tie, tighten up on going forward. Uh, So, yeah, let's keep going here. Technical difficulties added fuel to the fire, disrupting sessions and leading to growing frustrations among attendees. Audio issues were prevalent throughout the festival, leaving many questioning the event overall professionalism and preparation. <clears throat> Let's talk about sound, y'all. So like I said, I'm a musician. I've played big, huge venues. I've played small venues. And one thing that is constant, that is of the utmost importance, that could literally take your event Take your show, take your concert, take your speaking engagement from incredible to trash is a bad sound system or sound difficulties. And it sounds like they were having some difficulties with the sound. And that happens when you're bringing. When you're holding an event in a. In a at a venue that's not outfitted for sound that's why i think a large theater or a large arena would have been better suited because it's already outfitted with sound that you can dial in and use i'm sure that they brought in sound this was just a straight flat venue with nothing in it and they brought in a sound stage sound speakers and all that and anytime you're doing that there's potential there's potential for problems especially i mean that is like the most important thing i've done stage plays that where the acting was great the singing was great the band was locked we was ready to fly and the sound the the the, the playwright decided to skimp on the sound and so man it just it leaves people with a sour taste in their mouth people wanting their money back it just can kill an entire event so that is unfortunate. Um, so it, it goes on to say. Someone was saying from Instagram, please fix the sound. Some of us who have hearing issues are struggling right now uh, with disappointed attendees taking to social media to express their dis, uh, discontent. Earn your leisure's reputation has reportedly taken a hit. The negative sentiment surrounding InvestFest highlights the importance of delivering on promises and ensuring a well-organized, valuable experience for attendees. Uh, some other things from uh, people. Uh, so, so, so check this out, y'all. It's saying the logistics were poor. No water stations for 20,000 people who had to walk so far to get anywhere. 12 small food stations with lines a football field long. 20K people can't all go to lunch at once. Stagger that, someone says. <sighs> Puff or Diddy or Love, whatever he's called now, was 3.5 hours late. Look, man, 
if I'm Puff, if I'm Robert Smith, I'm gonna get there when I get there. Cause you probably aren't paying me. I'm probably doing it for love, for the culture, so to speak. I'm gonna get there when I get there. And when I get there, just hand me the microphone and point me to the stage. So you gotta know how these type of people think, right? Um so people are saying next year they're gonna need quadruple the water and food stations. Here's the thing. Uh, people were also complaining about the logistics and that more emphasis was put on the vendor area. Now, this is what you got to understand, y'all. If you don't know about the vendor situation, earn your leisure one. We're going to get into how much money they made for the general general admission. Then the vendors. I, I attend one of the biggest uh, national musician and musician gear uh festivals or conferences called nam it's in la the 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 elite of the elite attend this from musicians from stevie wonder to you know man the list goes on and on some of the world's greatest record producers attend this event some of the dopest musicians in the world and they're all there to see the new the rollout of the new equipment from brands like yamaha native instruments uh you, you name it, Sony rolling like all the big industry giants are showcasing their equipment and their gear to all of the potential customers like you know musicians producers that are in the record industry right so to be a vendor for, for, Nam puts this on and to be a vendor to have a booth or a station Sony is going to pay tens of thousands of dollars uh Roland is going to pay tens of thousands of dollars if you you know they also have smaller vendors so if if I created a piece of gear mu musical gear and I want to be at the NAM show I want to be a vendor in the NAM show I'm paying 10 15 20 30 thousand dollars and so the same thing is going on at InvestFest these people are paying big money to be a vendor so they're saying that a lot of emphasis was placed on the vendor area more so than the the actual speakers and the the presenters they were doing a lot of live podcasts in the vendor areas and so you know people were upset about that because vendor to me as an attendee is just that's just a bunch of stores but to earn your leisure the people who put on the event vendors equal money because the vendors have to pay for their vendor position their vendor spot and so some people weren't exactly happy about how much emphasis that was placed on the vendor section so this is what we want to get to show me the money, show me the money. before we get out of here we gotta show me the money, show me the money. so with general admission tickets priced at three hundred dollars vip admission prices at eighteen hundred dollars. Show me the money. What? I said VIP admission tickets priced at eighteen hundred dollars. But that's not all, y'all. What? The platinum VIP priced at five thousand dollars. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? And the VIP lifetime membership priced 
at thirteen thousand. Show me the money. Dollars. I said thirteen thousand dollars. We're not talking about a down payment on an investment. We're not talking about um a, a, a new down payment on a new vehicle. We're not talking about a, you know paying significantly down your student loan. We're talking about a lifetime VIP membership to InvestFest for $13,000. Show me the money. Now, you already know where I stand on this. I'm uh, Look, I think these brothers are astute businessmen. I think they add great value. I think this comes from a good place. I think bringing black people together in any capacity is just dope. Like even if we just getting together to eat and chop it up and talk about life, I think that's incredible. But when it's going to cost me $300 to get in the door and you're pushing a lifetime membership package of 13 G's. Oh no. Y'all got me messed up. What? Y'all got me messed up. Me personally, I'm not even talking about you. I'm talking about me personally. I'm not going to be able to do it. That's. I can't knock them for trying it, man. Like if it don't, if you put a price out there and it don't make you squeamish or nervous, then maybe your price isn't high enough. I get it. But I'm just speaking for me as the, as a potential customer. I'm not fitting to do it it's just not happening like you guys already know what the campaign is you already know what i'm on you already know what i've been preaching this is stingy season right my money is way too valuable to just spend it at an event like this i think an event like this is cool but i my money is too valuable i have to work way too hard for my money my money has to work way too hard in the market for me to spend these dollars at an event like this, even if everything else that I read was, even if the event was the total opposite of what I read in this article, and it was a fantastic event, fantabulous, and it was just lovely and everything worked perfectly, I still think, no, 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 no. I know I would never pay that much to attend now if you did that's cool i'm not knocking you for it i hope it was worth it i hope it was a great event but i also want to just level set everybody to let you know like what these events are and what they are not and so you can't go there expecting that you're going to get something that you can't get online or on the internet for absolutely free. Now, will you be able to be in the same room with Diddy? No. Will you be able to be in the same room with Steve Harvey? No. But if you're a football field away from Steve Harvey, are you really in the same room with him? I don't know. That's just my opinion. Now, this is just our opinion. It's just my opinion. Now, this is just our opinion. You know, shout out to them. Shout out to Earn Your Leisure and what they're trying to do. 
Um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of go through this article to let you know what some folks are saying. I'm, I'm also seeing good, positive things. Like it was a cool event and like it was good. So, you know, I just wanted to cover it one because it's one of the biggest events, uh, in the black community. And like I said, it's, it's roots are in finance. So we should talk about it. Right. So this is just what I've been seeing online. Like I said, on the front end of this podcast, let me know if you went to invest fest, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what, what you thought of it, what it was like. Um, yeah, that's all we got, man. That's all I got. So I'm gonna holler at y'all on the next episode. Peace.